0: We turn to an Old Testament reading from Exodus, and we find ourselves in the midst of the Israelites' long period of time spent in the wilderness, and they're at the base of the mountain, and Moses has been up on the mountain for far too long, and so they've moved on to other things, and built golden calves, and begun different styles of worship, and Well, this is what happens next. It's a conversation. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once. Your people, notice, said your people, not my people. It's like your kid, your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, have acted perversely. They've been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They've cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I've seen these people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone so that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and of you I will make a great nation." But Moses implored the Lord with, Lord is God, and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it is with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind. Other translations say, relent. Do not bring disaster. Remember Abraham, Isaac, Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And then a surprise. The Lord changed his mind, changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. What a fascinating conversation to be able to be so close to it that we almost feel like we're there in the midst of it. and We ask that through the reading of this discussion between Moses and God, we might learn something about who we are as a people of faith and who you are as the God of us all, what that means and asks of us. Speak, we pray. In Christ, amen. <clears throat> so in sports, especially football, when there's a play on the field that's, well, we're not so sure exactly how to call it, and the refs, you know, are confused a little bit because they didn't quite get see exactly how it came about, and they, they're not sure how to call the play, we do what? We pause the game and we go to an instant replay. We review the play. Refs can ask for this just about any time. Coaches have a number of flags they can toss out and say, "No, that's the dumbest call I've ever seen in my life. We need to review it." And we spend time looking at the play. And if if you're in the if you're watching it on television, what do we get? We get every angle you would think Possible. Here's the view up the shorts of the player. I mean, it just is. It's crap. I can't wait for someday. I'm sure every blade of grass on the field is going to be a microscopic camera where we'll have thousands of angles. You know, and we we scrutinize it to the nth degree. You know, especially especially if in football it means a touchdown or not. Did they cross the, the plane or not? And they get close in if they have it and they, they get the, the ball in the line of the end zone, you know, and if they can capture it just so, they'll, they'll do this back and forth thing in high def, slow-mo, you know, super slow-mo, I think they call it. And, and they'll do this, well, there it is, and they do this back and forth and they circle it with yellow marker on the TV and everything. They call in their expert, we're going to call in our expert, Gene, what do you have to say about this? Well, in situations like this, this is the information they're dealing with. We're going to have to interrupt you Gene the ref is about to make the final announcement you know and everybody's pins and needles right? What are they going to say? It's crazy we spend more time sometimes I feel like on the instant replay review than we do the actual game itself and we don't just want that in sports If you think about it we want that in life How often have you desperately wanted to pull out a recording of a conversation you had with someone a year ago because you disagreed as to what was said? You know, you say, remember a year ago, you told me, blah, 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 blah. And they say, well, I don't remember saying that at all. I didn't say anything. I don't think, I I never would say that. Well, you did. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if you could just say, well, interestingly enough, I have a recording of that conversation. It would be weird, but great. That's what we want. We want a conversation recorded. We can prove right. And that's that's how I read this story at first glance. That's what I feel like this story is, at least upon first read. It feels like... Moses is pulling out an instant replay. You know, God is, is upset with the Israelites and is about to, you know, pull out all the stuff. I'm going to smite them. I'm just going to smite them and just get out of my way. And Moses says, wait just a second. I've got this recording of what you said to Abraham, and Isaac, and Jacob, Israel. And then this surprise where God kind of seems to say, Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I guess I can't smite anybody today. Dang it. You know, that kind of, that. it feels that way. If I were a TV announcer, I'd probably be announcing that matchup something like this. I'd probably say something like, here we are at the... Big matchup between God and the people of Israel. And if you haven't been following the game, you just tuned in, let me catch you up as to where we are there at the base of the mountain in the field of play. And the Israelites have pulled out their big play, the golden calf play, they call it. And they're about to pull off the field altogether. And, And God's responded to that with God smite the people play. And we're in the middle of, we've had some question as to the, what the rules say about that, and so we're up in the review booth with God and Moses recalling the rules and the conversation, and we're waiting to hear. Let's hear what our expert, Gene, has to say about it. Gene, well, in situations like this, you know, we have this, they're looking at certain information. Just a second, Gene, they're coming out with the final ruling, and you know how refs They walk out like this. I always love it. They walk out kind of Casual, and then they get all serious. They come to attention, and they have their hand on the little box, you know. So they, you know, they're getting ready, and they click it on. And after further review of the play and the conversation between God and Israel so many years ago, we have determined to overrule the call on the field, you know. And oh, I can't believe it, you know. That's how I'd kind of call it if I were announcing this game because it feels like that. That's how it feels. Let me prove to you you're wrong, God, and pull out the conversation. But my question is, is that really what this story is about? Or is it about something more? Scholars, when they talk about this text in particular, they talk about things like the boldness of how Moses responds to God. The boldness of Moses' response. It takes some guts, you know, to speak in that way. And especially with the threat of smiting going on, right? The boldness of Moses. And how that reveals to us the nature of the relationship they have with one another. Now that's starting to get somewhere. In other words... And oh, they go further. They go further to say that God enters into this relationship inviting that kind of dialogue. And not just inviting, welcoming it. Welcoming it. In other words, God wants to hear from Moses. What Moses has to say matters even though we believe God knows what Moses is going to say long before he says it, it matters. Because this is the kind of relationship God wants to have. This is an instant replay. But it is not for God's benefit. It's for ours. It's to remind us that God wants to hear from us. That God just doesn't want us to just sit on the sidelines. God wants us in the game. Let me ask you, how often in your life do you remember getting upset with God? How often? How often? Sometimes I think people get upset and when they don't know where to take it, they have nowhere to, to take it, they're in fact getting upset with God, just not really noticing it that way or willing to admit it. But it is those times often when we don't know where to take our anger that we're actually upset with God. We may not be thinking about it that way, but it happens. And how often has that happened to you where you're just, you're just frustrated, you don't know where to go with it? I would suggest that in those times you're probably frustrated with God. How often have you felt like you've disagreed with God or or doubted, questioned? How many times have you come across something in the Bible and you've read it and you've said to yourself quietly, I'm not so sure I actually believe that. Don't you think that those things matter to God? Don't you think God wants to hear those things from you. It may come about by you sharing it with another person and that's how you present it to God in that way. However you do it, don't you think God wants to know? You know, if we're building relationships everywhere we go, part of that is building a relationship with Jesus Christ and Relationship with Jesus Christ is not just about reading about something Jesus taught and then just doing it. It involves engagement, with, which means a certain amount of wrestling, wondering, questioning, dialogue. Actually, that's what relationships are all about. It involves this. God doesn't want you on the sidelines. God wants you in the game. yes. This is a conversation caught on tape, but it's there not to remind God of anything. It's there to remind us of how God wants us to be in an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. Before my family moved here, we were in Oklahoma, and our oldest daughter was entering first grade. And, you know, when especially at that age... Parents are all in on the teachers. You know who's the teacher you got? Who'd you get? You get. You learn about your teacher, and they all say, "Well, who'd you get? Who's your teacher? Who's your daughter's teacher?" And you know, we'd we'd have that conversation, and we'd say, "Well, we got Mrs. Allen," and this was the typical response we received from from others when we'd say, "We got Mrs. Allen," and they'd say, "Uh oh, 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 I'm so sorry," which. If you know my wife, it drives her crazy. That kind of stuff drives her up a wall. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Just tell me what's wrong with Mrs. Allen. Don't give me this half stuff. What's up? And so they follow it with, well, Mrs. Allen is just not one of the better teachers at the school. And so I love my wife. She is, this is who, this, so she says, I'm just going to go to the principal then and talk to him. I want to know from the principal. And not in a mean way or anything, I'm just going to go in and ask. She went in, talked to the principal and said, you know, I'm curious. This is what I'm hearing from parents about Mrs. Allen. Is there something I need to be aware of? I'm not looking to change teachers or anything, but just, and the the principal, you can almost see the principal roll her eyes. And she, she looked at my wife and said, let me tell you, Mrs. Allen is far and away one of the best teachers we have at this school. The reason that parents don't like her is because she is awkward and quirky around adults. That's why she's teaching children. Now you watch her in that classroom and all it's going to take is a day, and you'll be convinced that your child is going to walk away in that with a better first grade education than anybody else in this school Let me tell you. And then the principal followed that with, you know what? I really wish that parents would simply come in and talk to me the way you just did. I just want to hear from you. I want to know what you think so that I can help you. That's part of my... Why can't parents do that? In other words, what the principal was saying is, I simply want to have some authentic relationships. Friends, that's God's wish for us too. No matter where you are in your life, God wants to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your joys, your frustrations, your doubts. Yes, even your disagreements. That's the conversation caught on tape. Now you take that. Put it in your pocket. Hold it in your heart. Take a cue from Moses and so allow it to form and shape how you live and move and breathe. God wants you in the game. Amen.